0: So what's good, y'all, with the episode of Thoughts Pender Podcast? It's your shot solo. This week I got very special returning guests. A little late, but we still lit. Go ahead and yourself, bro. Yes,
1: Simon, aka Gambino of the Flow and Gambino. Show. happy to be here with you.
0: Hey man, glad you had such some time out of your very busy day, you know, to come rap for a few. So you wanna tell to listeners to a little bit about yourself since the last time you've been on, because it's been a little bit of a minute.
1: Uh yeah. No. Just trying to dip into real estate and all types of stuff now. Just keeping stuff moving. Okay. You know, I'm expanding myself.
0: That's what's up, man. So you about to get your license and stuff? Yeah, we on that stuff now. Oh, all right, bet. I'm going to let you off air about that then, man. Yep. But in other news, I guess I get into the pending thought of the week, and this is something that's kind of dawned on me as of late. Why do you think it's like so glamorized or pop? To for people to be so, I guess, rude to each other on the internet or even in person at this point. I feel like sometimes people just want to have a genuine conversation or connection with people, not trying to get over on nobody, but just as far as, like, common courtesy is just like a thing of the past, it seems like, or it's just not too common anymore. So what's your perspective on that? I think a lot of people
1: are hurt, deep down, and like you said, they got the uh, their gods up. So instead of coming with love, and, you know, happiness, people come with hate and anger, hmm. especially, like, on the internet, like you said. And I'm not saying this because it's my favorite player, but just, like, even something simple as LeBron, I rarely see people just say, man, I don't like him, but he's a great player. It's always something negative, or they just pinpoint something bad. And I just think a lot of times people just be miserable, man. So hmm. it just, like, it, it's, it's crazy because I, I definitely understand. People just can't say, hi, how you doing? Got to be something negative. And, like, you ever met, like, a great person, Mm -hmm. and you realize people got something bad to say about them? Yeah, all the time. So with that type, you know what I'm saying, the world just negative, man.
0: Yeah, when you put it that way, it kind of makes sense, you know. Like you said, a lot of people are miserable. See it clear as day from day to day. Just outside the Internet, just in general, it's like, you know, Something said something similar Sam was up how you doing? a uh, high, or some people don't even uh do the head nods back anymore now. I'm like, damn, bro, all right. I ain't know it was that tension out here, but cool. Yeah, so
1: bad thing about it. Some people trying to put themselves out as a tough guy or a tough woman. Yeah. Right? They just they just, you know, low self esteem will have you do stuff like that too.
0: That's true. That's true. I you guess that, the thing is for me. Well, you go ahead. Huh? I was going to say, the thing for me is now I just kind of, like, stay to myself, but I can also kind of read someone's, like, body language to a degree or kind of get a read for who they are, how they move, and It's like, all right, I better off just keep on walking where I'm walking versus, like, I'll oh, stop even heading out to somebody and say what's up or, hey, how you doing, boss, or some sh- something simple greeting like that, you know? Cause I just feel like just saying what's up or saying what's good, somebody can just change somebody's day. They ain't got to be that big of a deal. Like, that's how I kind of stayed in contact. With some people over the past couple of years, it's just simple. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Then from time to time, if I happen to be like in the area. they if they from out of the area, then I'd be like, Hey, I'm coming up to you know your city. Put me onto some stuff that's going on around there, or something like that. Versus just blasting my nowhere. Hey, bro, what's good. I'm coming up. Woo, doo, doo, doo. Granted, everybody's you know uh connection is different. Some people you can do that, with, but for some people, you know, I guess feel like you want they got to warm up to you a little bit before you get to that point. So that's just the way I see it. Yeah, but I mean I just like you said, even if
1: you the meanest or the wanna be like that, just saying hi and stuff and like even say even uh so I don't know if you I mean I don't got Instagram or nothing, but I would just give you this whole example you say the internet thing too, like Mm -hmm. it's this girl she called herself like Sophia the Stallion.
0: I heard of her, I don't know her, but I heard of her. She like six four, right? Beautiful
1: beautiful woman, right? Mm-hmm. But you know somebody just had to have been in the comments that are saying you're a pretty lady. They're like, tall, ugly, and <laughs> the girl yeah. ain't ugly. But they just couldn't help but they have to say something negative. They know the girl wasn't ugly. It just, I have to say something
0: negative. I see. Attention-seeking, basically. Yeah, the There the you go. Yeah, and that's people, again, like you said, um, uh, self-loathing for the most part. Some people may feel like they're missing something in their life, and you see somebody that has the quote unquote keys to what they want in life because they don't know what these strangers are going through either. But it's like, you know, you get more bees with was it sugar or honey some shit like that? I forgot some old school saying. But either way, like you don't have to go about it that way. And then also, I think there's like a generation behind us that just thinks that trolling's like always something goofy to do. I mean, people always been lying on the internet for years, but I feel like now. You got to think about the kids that, you know, like my nephew's age, like the teenagers and stuff, or my oldest one at least, like teenagers and stuff like that, where they just be doing shit just for reactions and laughs. And it's like, dog, it ain't, that's nothing to joke about, you know? Like, it ain't hard to find somebody's IP address, even if you do got a VPN, you can still get found out if somebody really wants to find you, you know? So a lot of people hide behind these animated avvies and stuff like that. And it's just like, man, that's corny. Just, if that's the case, stay off the computer or do something else outside, you know? You ain't got to be you know, like a jackass about it all the time. Like, I get it. People find humor in anything, but something I just feel as though, like, it's kind of taboo to me, you know? And I'm sure they'll probably get that understanding as they get older with age, you know? But, I mean, granted, we used to do... I never did know outlandish shit to the point where I'm, like, embarrassing myself for saying something derogative for the most part to the point where it's like, damn, that's unnecessary, bruh, you know? So, and but I guess also, too... Crash course for us in our age bracket. Like we've been doing since we were teenagers and we kind of saw it happen in like real time how it expanded. Versus now, can't be six or seven years old seeing all this stuff compared to we did really see it till we was like I'd say middle schoolish, high school, preteen age. So I don't know, man. It's kind of strange, but I guess that's just the reality of it, you know.
1: Yeah, most definitely.
0: Yeah, but I guess we'll go ahead and get into something. I think I'm sure it's probably on your mind because it's one of your favorite shows. Uh, Snowfall ended. So, um, how many years was it? Some four or five. Oh, uh, first six, six actually. Six okay, What's so up? yeah, I was. I got into it probably like season three, I think. <laughs> if memory serves me correct. No,
1: as what did the... you watch from season one all the way up to six, or you just went from season three up?
0: Nah, I, I went all the way through because I remember it was on a hiatus for a little bit after season three, and I was like, all right, I got caught up from season one all the way to season six. I just wasn't as invested as everybody else was, you know, because I mean, I wasn't that deep into it, but um, I was wanted to get. Your perspective on how the show, and I guess I'll talk a little bit about how I guess the show transpired or happened, because some people haven't even seen one episode yet, which, I mean, if you haven't at this point, I mean, spoiler alert, fast forward to the next, like, I don't know, five minutes maybe. But anyway, um, yeah, just talked about, you know, like, the uh, how the crack epidemic hit Los Angeles in the late 80s or whatever, Uh, you know, that was pretty much pushed to push the, push the uh, country war, and that was South America, right, in Nicaragua?
1: Nicaragua, yeah,
0: yeah. Nigger rock, whatever. So help fund those people down there to get them guns and shit like that. So, long story, less long. Um, the show ended up ending or whatever. Um, I just wanted to get your perspective on like how the uh how it all ended because I felt like it wasn't a stereotypical ending. Granted, I, I didn't see it coming, but I'll let you give your POV since you watched it literally from beginning to end.
1: Oh, uh, I'm gonna keep it real. My uh-huh. it. I didn't like how they did Franklin. Why? Because this is the whole fact of everything. Like he was the bad guy mm-hmm. to the point his mother didn't want him to be a millionaire. Everybody else saying, man, he should have left that money alone. She did it on purpose, good reason. Mm-hmm. That basically drove her son to become a drunk. Mm. Franklin was powerful. Franklin had no habits, but yeah. him, his habit was power and money. For him to having that money, look how his life turned out. The thing with me, it was like he was too strong of a curse and too smart mm-hmm. of a curse on the show to have him turn out like a bump. That mm-hmm. that that's I did not like the ending, personally.
0: Okay, you're not the only person I heard to say that sentiment, and I guess this is probably good for me because I don't have that connection with him like that. For me, I thought it was a great ending because it wasn't predictable. Because I thought it's gonna be death for jail as always with most people that's into that uh, that lifestyle. But I definitely have ran into and. And but know of some people that were in that realm and they just lost it all. And it's like, that was it. You know, like, yeah, back in 88, you know, I had this and that going, I had endless women in cars and planes and shit, and now they just skipping on the by and just living off their past successes and shit like that. I like the ending, in my opinion, because at the same time, that's, I, I will say, that's a good credit of, of the writing to the show and how the show was executed, acted, because you had somebody that literally destroyed their whole entire family, destroyed their whole city, and you felt bad for him because he didn't get what he wanted at the end of the show. But at the same time, it's like that's just the way that game goes, bruh. You know, you lucky. To, he said he got his freedom, you know, his definition of freedom because some people probably – he's crazy for saying that. It was like that was his definition of freedom. The feds wasn't bothering him no more. You know, he didn't have that debt hanging over his head like that for real. He didn't have, you know, uh, what was do Reed or Teddy? Teddy? Yeah. Like wasn't on his – back like that or you know uh i would just say playing in his face for the most part so i thought it was a fitting ending in my opinion because end of the day we all you know like to see the black man win for sure but that's just the reality of it if you wouldn't you would have got his money who knows man the feds probably would have been on him for the rest of his natural life like his aunt Louise. like she's looking on the rest of her shoulder her shoulder for the rest of her life because the dea wants her ass like he would have been that same predicament i feel as though and then like you can look at it from different perspective too. You can say the Feds ruined his family along with him, adding fuel to the fire because his dad used to be a Panther. He ended up being a un like you know Franklin ended up becoming, and then he ended up getting Daniel getting killed or whatever. But long story less long, it's like you know you can put that whole blame on the Feds, but then you can also put it on Franklin as well because he continued to push to get more money and power. And, you know people get drunk with power. We've seen this happen in real time in the Roma entertainment, sports, all that. We think you're like on the highest of your horse and you know, like they always say, Icarus flew too close to the sun. That's an old, I think it's a Roman fable or whatever. But um, yeah, so that's just the way it goes. So I like the ending because, like I said, it's something I didn't expect. I, you know, it's still in different scenarios the way that show could have ended. Because some people complained about it after John Singleton passed away. They felt like the writing went a little left, which I can agree with that. But I mean, at the same time, you got to kind of keep the show to its essence, and you have to, you know, experiment a little bit. Like, the fifth season was goofy to me, but that was the writers just taking a chance, I guess. So I can't knock it for that, but I feel like that was a fitting. And then, plus, you know, it showed uh, Boys in the Hood being created like an ode to um, John Singleton. You know, that, that movie came out in 91, so they were recording it in 90. That was, that was nice. Yeah, that was beautiful. I thought that was dope. Because for me, like, my mother would they see the movie when it came out back in the day. I remember rewatching it with her as I got older, and I'm just like, wow, this is... I never knew anything how you know South Central Los Angeles was at that time when I was a baby, basically. So I thought it was dope. But you know, as far as the ending goes for Franklin, man, that's just the way it goes. And from his mother's perspective, she lost everything she had, son. Think about it. Like granted, she was, you know, a have not in you know, in dire straits or whatever, but she still had, you know, no knew where her husband was at or whatever, and still had her oh, son. She lost her son
1: and her husband. So you telling me and her brother. So you telling me mm-hmm. you are why she didn't want her son to have that money.
0: Yeah, I do. Because, God dang. Because she's, son, well, I don't have any kids, so I can't sit there saying from a parent perspective, but send a loved one of yours hit a 180 like that, son, in real time over, what, a, we'll say like an eight-year period, give or take, seven, eight years, like, that's gonna be, that's traumatizing for somebody, son. Think about it. You lose everybody. You lost your brother. You lost your significant other. You lost your kid or whatever. Like, what family do you have left? What else do you have left then for the DEA agent to sit there and say like, you know, oh, I shot him in the head twice. What? It's the love of my life, you shot in you know, in cold blood twice, and you saying like it was just a simple task to do. Like, nah, man, I understand where mother was coming from. She felt like she didn't have shit else left, and you know, we see it every day in real time with people when they feel like they ain't got nothing to lose. My motherfuckers be doing all types of heinous crimes and shit like that. So I see it from her POV as well, and again, that comes to me good writing. Just like you said, like, nah, that's crazy. She, He could have took that money, took care of his mom, but his mom might not have wanted that shit. You know, sometimes you hear how these athletes or celebrities be like, yeah, you know, I want to buy my mother or my grandmother this house, but they like, you know, the house that they paid off or grew up in or raised their kids in, that's the home to them, so they don't want nothing else, you know? Like, as long as I'm happy, they cool. That's the same thing. Granted, that's a more extreme scenario with, you know, what Franklin's mother did, but I think that was Sissy, right? Yeah. Yeah, with Sissy, there was a more extreme, you know, situation but I mean think about it bruh some people don't give a fuck about the money and all that shit and you know sometimes I feel like their money their currency is their family and shit like that and having something to work towards if you done lost most of your loved ones already you know what else do you have to work towards at that point you know that's just like being retired even working your whole entire life oh you got to work the rest of your life no more now alright after you travel and spend all the money and do what you want the fuck else you gonna do you don't get bored you might turn to drugs or whatever so I understand her point of view from that wholeheartedly, you know? And again, that's this is just how good, well-written the show was because get my POV, give me your POV. Like, it's dope. It's cool, man. I appreciate the show overall, I will say, in hindsight now. Because when I first started, I was definitely on the fence of, like, man, I'm tired of all these drug-related shows. But I can appreciate the show for what it represents in the long run, seeing how it all ended and stuff like that. Because so. I also chose like, a cautionary tale of people wanting to entertain that lifestyle. What can happen, you know? It wasn't all glitz and glamour. Like, I remember one episode, one of the previous seasons in the back, one dude cut his best friend's throat just to you know show loyalty to Franklin. So, you know, it showed the good and the bad and the ugly. <laughs> so, I thought it was cool, man. I, I ain't so mad at the ending at all, you know. So, do
1: you think Teddy got what he deserved? Because I do, I hated Teddy,
0: yeah. You know, um, he was a dead man walking anyway, bro. Because I feel as though. Just based off regular research and stuff I've seen, man, when some agents get so deep into their jobs or whatever, they become part of that system. And it's like, the feds going to cut you loose at some point because you're no longer an asset. Like, how Teddy was going so deep into that shit, bro? Like, remember his brother ended up ODing on coke and that was it? Because of his negligence? Like, come on, dog. He was too far gone. I thought when that happened, that was a turning point for Teddy's character. You know? Because that was his little brother, right? Yeah. That, was the poly? yeah, that was the turning point for him, in my opinion. I'm like, bro, you're so deep into this case and trying to get this thing on that you let your own little brother, you know, do got into the, well, granted, he didn't, it wasn't voluntarily an over- overdose. He just, Teddy got in bed with some wild people, man. I just feel as though he had it coming, you know, so he, he got what he deserved. If it wasn't for that, bro, he would have probably ended up being locked up the rest of his natural life too or some shit. Because he was ready to run away any damn way. So he knew his time was up. I think the feds at some point told him, like, yo, bro, we're done. Like, the task is over. You know? Like like they say in the uh 48 Laws of Power book, never go over your mark. Yeah. You know? That's, that's what he did. He went well over his mark. And he paid the ultimate price with his life. So, hey, man, be like that. So, but, yeah, man, all in all, man, I, I appreciate the show for what it was and what it represented in hindsight. You know, it was cool. Like I said... First, I wasn't really that drawn into it, which I wasn't really mostly invested in any characters like that. But looking at it, it it was a pretty good show. I I, to,
1: I, like, I personally would have had Franklin going back to college or something to start back over personally.
0: I mean, you could, bro, but think about how hard that would be. Cause let's say he did, you know, had the well, if he didn't have the money, whatever, he only had got left with twelve k, I think.
1: Yeah, that' one other thing I didn't like that he shot that man either. that was crazy we call that greed my brother
0: not even just greed just power power tripping man power tripping like that man was just there to do his job and he smoked him because of that shit because he was just power tripping but I mean that that not even just being in that lifestyle just some things in life period will make you do that you know granted I don't have that I didn't mean to be that fucking wild but for that character arc that he has saying, when you have that when you you never know how little power you have till you lose it, you know? And he lost it. He didn't have that money, that security no more. He didn't have nobody backing him up. His own baby mother dipped on him, you know? Moms had already made a decision she made. His uncle's dead. His aunt, not really, they're not rocking with each other. I mean, what else was he going to do, bro? He was just power hungry. Like you say, the very intelligent dude. But, you know, when it comes to intelligence, there's a little bit of nuttiness and I wouldn't say insanity, but it's some goofiness there you know for everybody's intelligent we all have our um i wouldn't say setbacks but things that kind of keep us keep us grounded or just show that we're human you know and for him even though that was inhumane what he did it just still showed like man he's still just a young guy in his 20s trying to figure it out man i mean he had to go that extreme to it but I, sh- I couldn't imagine losing that kind of money and then trying to think of how i'm gonna get back up and then trying to go back to school so i don't you know that would even work for him man because Think about what he did to his community. <clears throat> you know, thinking we've been some familiar faces in there. But like, yeah, you got my mother hooked up on dope or some shit or whatever. Like, that could have went bad for him, too. It's because he's, you know, out of that game don't mean you're necessarily out that game. Because you destroyed the whole entire community, you know. So, I don't know how that would have worked out, bro. And then plus, they would have put him back in school, man. The writers, you know how these writers are, most of these TV shows now, man. They get to the point they just mail it in towards the end of the season. So, they don't put too much effort and thought into Putting something in there where it's like, damn, we should, we should leave the the fans with this to make them think about it. Oftentimes, it's just like, bro, let's get our last check, sign it off something slight, and call it a day. So, But I get your POV of it, though. They're having a spinoff, so we'll see how the spinoff goes. And I, I
1: just about to ask you, are you
0: yeah. looking forward to a Wanda spin spinoff? I mean, I'll give it a honest shot and see what happens with it. Because the, the actress that plays Wanda, she's really multifaceted. She's a cool young lady, so... Whatever she's in, I'll probably check it. So, I could an episode or two, but I don't have... No, I have no expectations for it, though. I have nothing, like...
1: You know, you know what direction they're going for with the spinoff, right? Nah, you can let me know, that They, they want uh, her to get into the music business. Okay. You know, you know how L.A. in the early 90s, the music took off, so that's what they're going to have her
0: doing. I see. I, I guess that'll be interesting. I mean, outside of them, I mean, her trying to make it... Guys trying to smash or something like that. It's like, I'm going to make you a star. Just do this and sleep with me and this and that. Like, outside of stereotypical stuff, Um guess I'll be interested to see where the writers try to push the show at and towards, you know, because I mean, anybody that's in the entertainment and the music kind of has an idea how stuff like that goes for young women that try to enter into that realm. So, but we'll see. Who knows? Like, I would just tell you the truth.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, they would have just continued with our Louis.
0: Hmm. You know what's crazy about that? There was actually a woman back in the day that was similar to Aunt Louie's story.
1: Dominica Thompson.
0: I'm assuming that's her name. That was yeah. lady that ran. Yeah, she ran to her son one time and she you not know, getting caught up by the fence because she wanted to give him a hug. Yeah, at the uh, yep.
1: at the uh, his graduation. Yep,
0: yep, that lady. So yeah, so who knows? I mean, they they could have did that, but you know that actress is pregnant now, so she's probably chilling out for a little bit. More than likely, you know. Especially doing that type of job for six years, man, she probably won't do something else. So they might have offered it to her, but she might have been like, eh, "I'm good." Even though she would fit that role perfectly, but man, eh, I can understand. But you man. Think some
1: of them actors and actresses be like, "Man, I don't want you a no TV show right now." Yeah, all the time. They say as Bassett is she makes like four hundred fifty thousand each show.
0: Yeah. For sure. I, I believe it. She has tenure now. And she also has a quota now because she's done so much in the past to get to that point. It don't happen overnight. I mean, I just go off what I've seen when I'm watching the show Entourage. Like, I know, like, a lot of people say a lot of actors start on TV, then go to movies to become a movie star because where the money's at. And then some actors, you know, once their career starting to wind down a little bit, they take more TV versus doing the movie stuff, you know? So, because TV's is more steady pay versus you getting like, oh, 12 million for this movie. Then you go on hiatus for a couple of months. Then you try to back and book another movie or whatever. TV shows, like, especially when TV shows hit syndication, 100 episodes, you, their money's certified. So, you know, well, guaranteed, I should say. But, yeah, so I can understand that. I believe that she makes that much per episode. I remember they were complaining about Zendaya getting that raise for that show that they have on uh, HBO, Euphoria, which I'm not that big of a fan of, but Teachers' Home, I think she's about to get hit, like, a, a million episodes. And I'm like, yeah, she has a quota. <laughs>
1: I never even watched it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I stopped in the middle of season, two, But um, for the most part, though, like, like I said, uh, once you start acting enough and you got a great representation, you know, your quota goes up every time you do something. And, like, you know, uh, Angela Bassman acting since, shit, probably longer than we've been alive, bro. So that's well-deserved for her. And she's still getting movie roles from here, here to there, you know, as far as, like, um supporting cast, like <clears throat> like second lead or something like that, or third lead role. So, yeah, I'm happy for her. Nice to see her getting overpaid, bro. I'm all the way for it. Anytime in any realm of work where someone's getting overpaid for a studio, from a studio, from, you know, from a franchise, as far as athletes go, I'm cool with it. I like it. Well deserved. Especially after she did What's Love Gotta Do With It, bro. That should have been put her on the spot, but shit. You saw that worked out, but she got to where she needs to be.
1: You already know how my favorite movie from her how Stella
0: got her groove back. Oh, man, here you go. That was like 98, 97. But <laughs> yeah, still. And she was a lead in that. So see what I'm saying? Like, she has the resume to back up getting paid that much money. She'll be making more, but shit, I know she's happy with what she's getting. So, yeah, man, since you brought that up, well, kind of a little bit. Um, This is a perfect segue. Do you think retirement is an age or a dollar amount?
1: Man, to me, dollar Mm -hmm. amount.
0: What makes you say that? Because
1: as long as you, okay. Let's just say I got five, six million dollars right now. Say Mm -hmm. I I got five. My thing is now, what am I working for? I'm not working no job. I'm finding a way to flip this money. First of all, I'm going to pay my house off. Mm -hmm. That'll take a big burden off. Then you know, like I said, I'm going to getting stuff in investments. Probably you know, flip some houses or something. It's no point of me working a job anymore. So, when I mean to say, stop working. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about making money, working or becoming my own boss. I'm talking about going to another man's job. No, I'm not doing that. So that's why it's a dollar amount to me. I don't okay. think you need to be a certain age, unless you. How can I put it? A person that don't know how don't know how to manage their money
0: right.
1: Because I know you hear this story a lot where folks say, I can't retire now. I ain't got the money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or I ain't got it where I'm a, a money every month. So my thing is, though, like somebody like Quavo. So you know, Migos probably never get back together. But yeah, Quavo made the money where he don't have to work for nobody. All right. You understand what I'm saying? So it's to me, it's, it's, it's a dollar amount. I and see. Quavo is our age. He's ninety-one, baby. Yeah, you don't have to work no more.
0: Yeah, if we don't want to, you so know. What's your take on that? Uh, I guess just for conversation purposes, I put uh, age. Cause for me, like honestly, I would like to get out of speaking into existence, out of this whole nine to five wave. By the time I'm pushing forty-ish, so um. But for the most part, though, I feel as though. You know, we could say it's a dollar amount, we could say it's an age, but life just happens sometimes, bruh. Like, especially with the way inflation is going on right now. um, Sometimes certain things can happen in the economy where people's like, I got to get back to work. Like, we see it with some celebrities now going on tour, and sure, some of them do it for the love of the fun, like Smokey Robinson. Smokey Robinson doesn't have to tour no more, he's 83, but guess what? He's still out doing it because he loves it. So, I get that. But um, I don't know. I, I guess I'll, I'll put it with age. Um, you know, I feel like once you hit a certain age, man, it's like some stuff just ain't for you anymore. And, and that age don't mean you have to be old either. It's not a specific number. I think the like the uh, number for America was what, 67, 68-ish, I want to say. So for retirement, or you can qualify for retirement and all that shit with Social Security and all that stuff. And whatever other thing, investments or nest eggs you have in the bag before you decide to take that leap. But um yeah, uh cause, shoot, people retire. What we see with athletes all the time. Um, what's my man's name that plays for the Dolphins? That's getting ready, retired, this contracts up. It's about Tariq. Yeah, like Tariq say he'll be thirty one and he's gonna retire from playing football. I'm sure he's gonna have way other more, you know, stuff to do and get into. So I mean, I guess it all depends. I guess it's all a state of mind, man, honestly. You know, and what's your POV of it like? dollar amount does make sense if you do have a, a certain amount of money and you're not going to be working no more you'll probably have create a team yourself you know to that way you don't have to uh be so hands-on with everything all the time or have the clock in nowhere but i think the work never stops though regardless if you're working for yourself or somebody else you know you always going to do something because like i said you get like i said in the previous uh subject like you get bored after a while bro you just be sitting around not doing anything
1: Filling not, your thumbs, I'm not, and I'm not
0: saying that because I, I agree with this too.
1: I tell anybody this: mm-hmm. you could travel to a lot of places eventually. I ain't gonna say you will get tired of it, but you know it is be like how they say a next chapter in life, next chapter. Yep. So I I agree with that. But when you have certain, you know, wealth built up, you could be like Albert Haynesworth Star racing boats and stuff like that. Just <laughs> something, something to do. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm
0: yeah, from you, got you got to, man. You'll lose your mind if you don't. You gotta find a way to keep yourself challenged and engaged. I do that all the time, you know. I mean, granted, Lord willing, however high my career goes, when would I get into what I'm doing, what I'm into? Like, I'm always gonna find some other way to keep myself challenged, you know. Because if you don't, like, if I don't, I'll get bored fast, bro. Like, I don't I always say this podcast a lot, like, I don't really care for redundancy like that. And when stuff starts getting redundant. Dealing with somebody or working a job or whatever, it's like I gotta add something new to the mix. Like, I just feel like that's the way life's supposed to be lived, man. You just all oh, should be striving to do more. Not to the point where you feel like you're overdoing it, you know, or overexerting yourself, but to the point where it's like I'm challenged and I'm learning something, you know? So. Let me tell you this though,
1: keep mm-hmm. real. When Dane Dash came out with his speeches and all that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all that stuff was true and motivational. <laughs> Come on, the Breakfast Club joint. I promise you, man, older you get, you don't want to be getting up working for somebody. You just don't. Yeah, if you
0: have the wherewithal to do something outside of that, because a lot of people say they don't want a boss and shit like that, but a lot of them don't have that work ethic, man. People don't understand that point. And also, like, your boss is your customers or your clientele, whatever you're doing, you know, or yourself, you know, like, that's not an easy feat to, to accomplish at all. Like, I got a few full-time entrepreneurs, man, like, they on up and up for the most part, but at the beginning the beginning of that was some humble beginnings, you know? Like, trying to get funding, making sure your taxes and stuff is that situated, you know? Like, find a good CPA so they don't fuck some shit over and get you locked the fuck up. Like, it's a lot of risk with being your own boss and, you know, doing the whole entrepreneur wave as well. Insurance is expensive as shit. Like, there's so many other loopholes you gotta get into outside of, you know, for somebody making, I put a number on, making a, a good enough amount of money for them to, Live the lifestyle they want to live and still so, kind of be taken care of to a degree but i can understand you know people some people have that ambition and take that action to you know do it all on their own but like i said it's not easy you know like i can still do anything in life though but i just feel sometimes some people feel like it's easy to be entrepreneur than to be a nine to five and it's nowhere near in my opinion <clears throat> unless you're already coming from money and you got a trust fund and shit but even then you can still squander that money it ain't that hard to squander well, depending on how much it is. They ain't the hardest for money that fast. Especially if you trash with it. Cause it not matter how much you make, if you're not a manage a little bit, you ain't gonna be able to manage a lot.
1: I I agree with that statement wholeheartedly right there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That hit me. And I, I say that for everybody who's listening, that is the truth. You gotta learn it, how to manage little before you get to the top. Because if you get to the top, you'll just blow it all the way, too. My, more money, more problems is,
0: is a true statement. Absolutely. Shoot, Uncle Sam going to want more above all else. We ain't got to talk about family members or whoever that might sidetrack you Being around neighbors and shit like that. Because you're around them, just Uncle Sam alone going to ask for that percentage. So that tells you right there. So speaking of percentages and a little bit, bit about the career, um, perfect segue, which I would – didn't think this question would really just dawned him out of nowhere. Do you think the Garcia fought tank too early?
1: Hell yeah. He Why? You could tell the difference in uh, ills big time. And like when the, when he first got hit mm-hmm. and that second uh, round and went down, his he was out of it, he was scared ever since. Yeah. He, he basically, what happened with Garcia mm-hmm. is one of the things where he was fighting too many bums and he got overexcited. To what he <laughs> was I see so I, I will say this though Garcia only 24 I yep. would like to see that fight Four years down the road though Again Garcia is a good fighter But he just jumped out there You could tell You could see the skill set It was just Tank was way better than that guy
0: No question and When you get hit the way he get, he hits you You gotta have some heart Yeah yeah, man, a lot of mental force who comes into boxing. It's not a street fight. It's really a chess match, honestly. Then it also depends on your body, man. Not everybody got a strong chin. Or, you know, for his case, strong ribs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Tank's heavy-handed from what I've seen. So, I mean, I, I don't think it was too early in my opinion because that's what boxing needs more of, man. I think a lot of people have adopted that philosophy that Floyd had with being undefeated your whole fucking career. Which, that's great to say in hindsight, but think about how many f- amazing fights we missed because of that shit. We got the, him and Pacquiao fighting when they were, for the most part, past their fucking primes, bruh. Like, uh, we can't even take it to the heavyweight class where um, Anthony Joshua was supposed to fight. Uh, what's my man name? It's just a knockout artist, not really a pure boxer like that. Deontay like, Wilder. Uh, yeah, like, we didn't get that fight because now if they fight today, who's going to give a fuck? Man, they old. They older. Nobody in nobody kid at all. Yeah, I mean, we know. Even though, I mean, granted, I think uh, what's his name? I just said a dude name too. Tyson Fury, not Tyson Fury, but the dude from uh overseas. Oh, Anthony uh Josh. Yeah, Anthony Joshua is only like about a year or two older than us. They're not really that old, but nobody cares no more because Anthony Joshua done got beat, and then you know Deontay Wilder done got beat. So looking for that perfection and shit like that, man. We never got that fight. If it does happen at this point. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he end up on ESPN or some shit for a Friday night fight. No disrespect to them, but it's just like, bro, that time has passed now. And I think boxing needs to have more people willing to jump out there. And a scratch in your record is not that bad. Like, look at Ricky Hatton. He was a great boxer. He lost to two greater fighters, Pacquiao and, and um, Floyd. He never recovered from the Floyd fight. But before that, he was undefeated. And he stepped out there, you know? And it ain't no scratch on his name. I think it's some boxes now, but... Ain't no scratch on his name. It's like, dog, oh, he went out there and fought the best. He lost to him. And, you know, while he had his run, he knocked out some good fighters as well, man. I think that's what boxing needs to have again. Now, granted, Garcia, he might have there a little early, but he can bounce back. Look at Canelo after he fought Floyd. You know, that yeah. was an early fight, but that was a great early fight, oh, though.
1: We all thought Canelo, Canelo was a young man. You know, he was 23 again. Yep. We all knew Floyd was going to be him. Mm-hmm. But we also knew Canelo was the next big thing. Yeah. So like you said, losing to Floyd is not a big deal. And like Ron Garcia, losing to Tank ain't a big deal, because everybody knows Tank is the next thing out. Yeah. So but I, I do respect Tank about this. He said he won everybody. He won Haney, Lomachenko, and he won uh Chico Stevenson. So I'm it's It's exciting to see what he do in the next couple of years.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's great for the sport of boxing, man, because boxing, in my opinion, has been a dying sport for a minute, but they're bringing it back, giving it some more uh, oomph that it's been missing for a long time, I feel like. So, I appreciate it. I'm glad that they, you know, Garcia stepped out there and stepped the tank and, you know, didn't work out the way he wanted to, but at the end of the day, that was a great fight and won a little bit of money when the Cunners going to knock him out by the seventh round. So.
1: That, that, that's another thing I had to ask. How was the yeah. perk for them? What was the purse? I don't know. It still didn't
0: say someone said five mil, but I'm not gonna believe that source because people on the internet lie a lot. So
1: they were saying a winner got five mil.
0: Allegedly. That's what they said tank got. And I'm like, okay, y'all say that shit, but we don't know. We also don't even know what they're gonna give them the back end either. It's the front end or the back end, yeah. depending on how you got your contract situated. So that, who knows? That,
1: that Floyd and Pacquiao fight, Floyd made 181 million dollars. I believe it. That that's just amazing. That's what I'm trying to say. Tank is smart though. He about okay. to start he about to start getting it to where so many people buy his fights and stuff. He just he gonna get the money, man. No question. Hey, hey, question for you before we uh go. Mm-hmm. What is the next big fight that you wanna see?
0: Shit, hell if I know, bro. I can't even think of anybody right now top of my head.
1: Spencer Crawford?
0: Spencer Crawford would be good. I think Spence probably get him though. I I'm with Spence too. Yeah, probably by decision more than likely. I don't see a knockout. I'd be surprised if for a knockout, but I can see it going to a decision with Spence Crawford. I will hope they do it. You know, as long as the promoters, it depends on what the promoters want to do. depends on what the fighters want to do as well, because when it comes to pro sports, period, man, it's all heavy on egos now, which is I mean, I guess it's just nature of the beast. So, we'll see how it goes. I hope it happens before these guys get past their primes, man. Keep it interesting.
1: Most definitely, man. Yeah.
0: Oh, so oh, so I wanna write about before we get off here though, the situation with prize, which I thought was just wild to me. Cause I mean, I never like talking about open cases, but this is a wild some wild circumstances here, man. Like for those that don't know, one of the rappers from the Fugees, uh, one of the artists from the Fugees or whatever. Apparently just claimed that he was an in federal informant the whole time. He ended up, you know, getting caught up with this billionaire, I think a Chinese billionaire. I can't think of the guy's name right now. I don't even know why I don't have it in the notes here either. I'm from the fifties. yeah. Fool, did you read the, t- the notes I sent you? Wow, yeah, bro. Like he's facing 22 years right now for like uh, yeah, US China scandal. That's why what's the name was on the stand. Um, the dude that funded Wolf of Wall Street, uh, that's why, uh. Damn, what's my man's name? I just had his name in my head too. Oh, I know you come up. Yeah, like that's why he took the stand because the guy funded that movie for him. So, but either way, man, I just thought that this is just strange turn of events. Like the Fugees, the whole group's had some things going on with them. I mean, you know, with Wyclef scamming back for that fun Haiti situation he had a few years back, and he ran off with the bread. And then Lauren Hill just be showing up whenever the fuck she feels like when she has shows. That's kind of scamming the fans. So I forgot what the dude that was with was selling liquid cocaine not so long ago. But he, he just got off. I think he got pardoned. So I don't know, man. This this shit was wild as hell to me. And I'm trying to find the guy Leonardo DiCaprio. That was his name. That was uh, who caught the uh, finances from our, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. But that's why he took the stand or whatever. But yeah, yeah this is almost looking like someone was like a spy, bro. Like, for the most part. And you already know, we don't fuck with treason. We don't fuck with snitches. So, 22 years, he going to do all that time if he get it. Or at least, what was it, 90%? Yeah. Like, that's crazy as hell to me. So, we'll see how it ends up. You know, it's interesting to see how all this is just playing out in real time, man. Because at first, I always wait for a couple accounts to come up before I decide to make a comment or something. Or wait to see, like, you know, more information. But it's
1: Bloomberg...
0: You know, everybody could think of, for the most part, brought this story up. Cause I heard some rumblings about it early, like late last year, but now it's like in the forefront. And the more as it goes on, the more shit we're starting to learn. It's almost like, I think the bigger conversation is outside of this, it's just like, has hip hop always had some type of federal agents or in a way like has some, I mean, I guess you can call them culture voices if you want to. To a degree, because that almost makes you look at the whole entire industry as a sham. You know, I mean, I know it's entertainment, but that just makes everything look different. Because, I mean, the Fuji, bro, when they came out, the score, shoot, I think they sold about what, seven million out the gate?
1: Yeah, that that was a
0: classic. Yeah, it's still a classic. I mean, granted, what happens happened, but I still one of my favorite albums. So I remember that as a kid growing up listening to that joint, bro. Like, everybody, mother was playing that back at the time when it came out. So. That's something I'm like, this is just wild to me, son. And it just makes a whole different, it gives you a different POV of hip hop, to me, in my opinion. Because it's just like, you know, seeing it, how it evolved as we were children to a word now, looking back at it in hindsight, you know, it's just like, wow, bruh. I would have never expected it to get this deep into it. I mean, I've always heard rumblings of certain people being affiliated or into that kind of stuff. But when you got the concrete evidence showing it, and my man willingly Just gave that up. It's like, damn, if you was in it, who else was in it? What labels are in it? Like, who else is funding this stuff, bro? Like, it's just wild to me. So, I guess we'll just see as time progresses how much more we find out. But I thought this was wild as shit. I think he got paid, like, 20 mil to get a picture uh, with the Obamas for Christmas. Wow.
1: Yeah. And
0: I think also, I mean, on the flip side to this, man, it's kind of wild how, how far people will go to maintain their status. Kind of like with the situation with um, Franklin from um, Snowfall because you see what he did? it, He wanted to get his, was it 52 million or 70-something million? Yeah. Yeah, his money back and, you know, end up killing the guy out trying to do his job. And then Proz, this band was just literally committed one of the worst crimes you can commit on U.S. soil, bruh. Treason.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: come on, dog. Like, it's no... I don't know. I'm not having my them, so I can't see what I would do. But I, some things, money just ain't a, ain't enough. And in my opinion, my freedom right, is not worth it. Worth it. But like you
1: just say, his money could have been down, and he like hell with this. I need some money. And that's you're that. right. You're right. Certain things you should know not to do. What he yeah. did?
0: Yeah, man. Like that. That that's crazy to me. But I guess someone dangling twenty million faces like that. Right, trying to get the cheese on the wheel, bro, or the hamster on the wheel, just. Trying to get it, even though they can't get it, and it's like, well, you can get it right here. It's it's nothing. Twenty years just to get a picture with me and the Obamas. Because I think they also said the main thing the issue with it was they felt like this person was uh influencing elections to a degree. Even though know, I don't know how prized. Maybe he's a great people person. I don't know. So, but I think he put up for Obamas and them like second run campaign, and then the Trump campaign as well. So I guess I mean, even though this is kind of like. Quid, quote quote probe with how politics goes any damn way, one hand washes the other. So I mean, they're not the only ones doing this shit. I mean, we influence elections as well.
1: I had a question. What made you what make you think that why they stepped to him though?
0: Oh, because they can't get the guy. The guy, I gotta find the guy's name, man. Cause I I feel like a jackass if I don't. But the guy already ran away to a country where there's no extradition that put him up to it. What's his name? Lo something. Let me see. Is it Lou? Lo? I cannot find the guy's name right now. But yeah, but basically it's like, they're probably like, you know what? We can't get the main guy that put him up to it. So we're going to get the, the quote unquote puppet, the fall guy. And that's kind of what happened with prize in this situation. You know? Like,
1: they're going to get somebody that's connected. fade yeah,
0: out for a second. But I was going to say the guy's name was Sun Lu China's Vice Minister of Public Security. Basically, so since he's been, you know, like I said, he's gone on to a country where they can't extradite him at, they're going to get prize, you know, the guy should make an example out of somebody. Unfortunately, it's going to have to be him. And we'll see how this case, this case plays out. I don't know. I'm not that deep into this stuff. So I just thought that was just interesting, man. I just think it's a bigger picture or bigger, like a domino effect for the most part, at least in the realm of entertainment and hip hop and all that shit. Like, it's just wild as hell to me to see this transpire.
1: Hopefully, prize come out good, man.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We will see. Because then the thing is, even when he gets out, bro, you know how we treat... Same way, you know, the quote-unquote street people treat snitches. The same way we people treat, you know, uh traitors for the most part. Like, some won't be able to be on the US soil no more. If he if he does make this out, like, it's going to be rough. Granted, I mean, I, I'm i not into that whole thing. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure people going to feel the way about that, son. Anybody is, you know, so... Anyway, as we wrap this episode up, man. Anything else you want to wrap up before we get up out of here? Or we want to promote or something
1: or uh, uh make sure y'all check out the Flow and Gambino show and keep supporting my brother Rashad, man. It's a great show he got going on. And um that's about it. Y'all stay safe this summer, man. Strap them things up, you know, because this is it's hot. It's gonna be hot summer.
0: Hey, no question about that. Oh, also, before you go, let people know where they can find your podcast at.
1: Uh, You can find a podcast on all platforms at Flo and the Gambino Show.
0: Bet that thing. So, I already know y'all. This is all the time. Till next time, we are out. Peace. <laughs>